Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a new Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We are four season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. Hi, my name's Tony and uh, I'm joined with my three Bristol Bear colleagues and season ticket holders. Um, Let me introduce them. First of all, um, to my left... Pete. Pete. And then we've also got... And Lee. And Lee. And we've got... Oh, hang on a minute. We haven't got Miles. No, we haven't. Has, has anybody seen Miles? What's, what's happened to Miles? I don't know. Where's Miles? Right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll struggle on. I'm, I'm sure he'll turn up eventually. But um, yes, uh, the podcast is the four of us. Um, we love the Bears and we love talking about the Bears. So we thought we'd do something um, that kind of recreates that pre- or post-match pint Uh, When you talk about the Bears, don't expect us to give you expertise as far as tactics is concerned. But if you want something fun and something lighthearted, then this is the podcast for you. So for this very first podcast, let's just briefly think about last season. So, Lee, did did last season meet your expectations? I think it definitely exceeded expectations um, having said that generally I thought we were really close to to being even higher um, I think a couple of decisions as generally you know for that season go against you but to be that close to top four I think was a fantastic effort by everyone yeah yeah and in you Pete well I mean it was definitely an improvement on the uh, the time you were there before and to be honest I mean, I reckon we all got to admit that we were, you know, a bit worried at the beginning that it was mm-hmm. all going to go pear-shaped again, despite all of the talk and despite Pat Lamb and all that sort of stuff. And I agree with Lee. I mean, I think in you know at the end of it, we were probably a bit disappointed, weren't we, that we didn't push on a little bit more. But then you've got to look back and think there was uh, <laughs> some quite close games that went our way, but also went against us. And mm, uh, you know, if you think about that first game against Bath. You know, what's his name has dropped it over the line and, you know, everything went our way in that first one. So, um, you know, I think it was, I think we did the right, you know, we did well, we consolidated and it was great. We had some great games, didn't we? But it could have been, it could have been, uh, it could have gone the other way as well, I reckon. I, I, I've got to say, from my perspective, I, I was just happy. I, you know, at the start of the season, if we'd finished 11th, you know that would have been that would have been fine for me, and and you know in a way I'm glad that we didn't get that Champions Cup place, that sixth place, because mm-hmm. I just wonder whether it had been a bit too early for us. Um, so so actually, you know, not to get that, to have another year to consolidate, to have a good crack at the um, the Challenge Cup, you know, and, and hopefully build. Having said that, my expectations for this season have ramped up. So. Um, Let's let's have a quick chat then about about the squad um, because you know we had that previous season where we signed ten players and there was a lot of excitement. There were a lot of new faces. We haven't really seen that this season. Um, Pete, do you, do you think the strong the squad sorry is strong enough for us to move on? Yeah, I mean I think you know the fact that we re-signed that was kind of the exciting thing, wasn't it? <laughs> that we had that tie down Tuesday. Um, which where was Miles on that day, by the way? Missed him on that one. He, he, but, um, he was missing then as well, was, wasn't he? Was he on? He was yeah, yeah on tie down Tuesday. I, I don't know. Anyway, but that was really just about re-signing, wasn't it? And uh, but uh, you know you've got to be honest, realistic about these things. Uh, you know if you've got good players, you want to keep them. They're almost as good as a 
a signing and then injured players that come back and players that maybe have kind of taken a season to sort themselves out. So, you know, I think I think I'm pretty confident. I think we've done, you know, we've done some good business and we don't want to do business for the sake of it. Um, and obviously with people like Nathan Hughes coming in, you know, we've we've gone for some big experienced sort of yeah. uh, big marquee players and you know someone like Charles Piertau you know, now he's got a season under his belt if he can stay fit at the beginning you know you'd think that he's going to go strength to strength Steve Luatoa you know he was brilliant last season he's just going to get better and better um, you know I think it's, it's pretty positive um, and also you know the fact that we've got um, an academy system where and Pat Lamb is like is, is stated that he wants Bristol players to come through yeah, and Bristol players play for England yeah. you know I think you've got to look at the bigger picture not just uh, you know not just to coin a phrase spunk money away for the sake of it mm. um, what do you reckon Lee? Well I, I was going to say I mean last season let's face it if we're all honest we signed players last season that we hadn't heard of and obviously in Lamb we trust because Lamb the one thing we do know about Pat Lamb is that he does his knowledge of players and he wouldn't bring anyone into the squad into this team that he hadn't thoroughly checked out first but we signed some guys that we didn't even know we'd signed last season of Rollis there were so many coming in yeah Yeah. where did he come from yeah exactly so I mean this year I think he's got the squad that he believes in we have definitely added to it because obviously Hughes Hughes is a massive addition um, I think Atwood as well. Experience is exactly what the young lads need. And also we've got players coming through like Randall, Sheedy, you know. They're only going to get better, like Pete said. They're, with experience, they're only going to improve. I've got one one slight um, concern. And this is our man, uh, TJ Fisher. Because I've had a look on the website and I've got to say, the picture <laughs> of him... On the first team thing, he looks quite shocked. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm worried, and I'm kind of, I kind of think of uh, a similar signing we had a few years ago that didn't work out. Um, what was his name? Threaten there. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just a bit. I don't know. I, I, he has the look. I've got to say, despite what you say about Pat Lamb, I totally agree. But he's got the look of somebody that might have just been signed on a video. Yeah. Um, and you know, and having. You know he's obviously fast, and he was a he's a speedster, and uh, you know he scored four tries for Oakham School in the NatWest Schools Cup, and I'm just a bit worried that you know maybe that's uh, that's that's something. That we, but I've got to say, you know, I, I'm be happy to be proved wrong. And I, I am a little bit con- confused about a couple of things with him as well. Um, the first thing is I think he's known as as TJ Fisher, but when I looked at it, he's called Tyreezy Johnson Fisher. So I'm not sure why the T and the J go together. So <laughs> is he not TJF? <laughs> but anyway, and, and also I've looked at it. He's got his own. Uh, he's got his own Twitter feed, and he's TJ Athlete. Ooh. And I think that's kind of. I like it though. He's setting his stall out early. Um, just, so just hope he can back it up. Well, I mean, I'm always uh, always happy to uh, to see people people that back things up. So and he is sponsored by Churn Gold as well. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's so, always yeah, going to yeah. be a good thing. So isn't uh, it? you know, we we uh, we want to butter him up a bit, don't we, and see what happens. So, so do you think Lamb's not done his due diligence on this one? Maybe I, I I don't know. I mean, I can't believe that because, as you say, I mean, we you know, Pat Lamb seems like the sort of bloke that. 
um, you know, does his due diligence for sure. But he's just that. I'm just a bit worried about his look on the website. <laughs> he looks like he's he doesn't quite know whether he's supposed to throw it forward or backwards. But anyway, let's uh, let's just wait and see what let's, happens with that. Let, let's wait and see on that one. Um, what about um, Nathan Hughes though? Because I, I, th- I think it was a bit like Piatal the season before. He was signed early doors, and I think most of us were just resigned. We were going to lose him to the World Cup. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I thought those last few games that he had for Wasps at the end of the season, he was outstanding. Yeah. And I was really, really shocked when he didn't get the call for the England team. Yeah. But England's loss is Bristol's game. Um, what, Lee, what do you think he's going to add to the game for us? I think first and foremost, breaking the game line. And that's huge for us because we've struggled over recent years to get past that game line and start building We've got the backs to to fly on past that. So if we can if we can do that initially, break that game line, we're on the front foot, and then we're going forward. Yes. I mean, he he is no doubt he is a big ball carrying unit, and uh, and although I've got to admit, when he broke into the England squad, I always thought he he didn't quite have the he didn't seem he didn't quite have it at that level. Uh, and you know, break. I just thought he, I don't know. He just never quite seemed to do it, and so perhaps that's the reason he's not in the squad. But um, I think for us, I, th- I think it's as it's as good a signing, considering you know that Jordan Crane, you know, is is in the uh, the twilight of his career mm. as well. And um, I mean, put it this way: if you're if you're coming to Ashton Gate and you look, you know, you're running out and you see big Nathan Hughes standing yeah. in the centre circle, you're not going to be happy, are you? So you know, I think on that level. He's going to be brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to see what, what he's going to do and see what sort of uh, havoc he is going to wreak awesome. alongside Steve Luatower and Yeah, Lewis. I mean, what I was going to say, I totally agree. I mean, the last performances for Wasps, that's a guy who had a point to prove. And I think that's only going to benefit us because he's still going to have that point to prove going into next season because he wants that England place back. You want him angry, don't you? Yes, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's a big unit. He's a ball carrier. But from what I was seeing as well, you know, good hands. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, he's not just one of these that runs straight into people. Yeah. You know, he's got good feet, good hands as well. So, yeah, let's let, let's hope he's going to have a, a, a really big season for the Bears. Just moving on then, another one um, that uh, Bristol boy coming home, really, one of our own, Dave Atwood. Um, so, you know... What role do we think Dave Atwood's going to play this season? Is he is he going to be a starter? Are we going to see him playing twenty games, or you know how how's it going to be mixed up? What are your views? Well, I, th- I mean, I think Atwood's going to be he'll be playing in key games because you know he's got the experience. You know, he's a he's a premier he's a Premiership performer who has played for England. I mean, if you've got players that are still decent and they've played at international level. Those are the players you want in the key games, in the big games. And I don't know, is he going to start against Bath? I mean, that would be, uh, you know, that'd be good. It'd be, it'd be good to rile Again, them, wouldn't it? Angry. Get, get, get them angry, yeah. get the supporters a little bit angry. And uh, I mean, I think, you know, he's just a solid, he's a solid pro, isn't he? And that's exactly what we need. Someone who's, you know, you don't need, you know, you need a mix of people in the team and you need solid pros who don't make, do the basics right behind it you know experience they're telling the young lads what to do and I think Atwood will be will be that sort of man but you know it's a long season rugby's a hard game 
you know, but I, I suspect it'll be used in uh, in kind of big games, yeah, key games. I would totally, totally agree with that. And I think we've got options there as well, you know. So we've got we've got a decent squad. So use Atwood in the big games. And the experience for the for the young lads again. I think that that's that's the key. Pat Lamb this year has just added that little bit of experience, that little bit of nous that we need because. The last few years we've been great at times, but then we've we've also been careless at times. And obviously, Lamb again, like you said, Tone, he likes our our guys to to keep the ball in hand, you know, and and move forward. And I think Atwood again is someone who's going to keep the ball and someone we're going to build from. Yeah, I like I like Thule and Atwood together. It's kind of got a nice nice little blend, isn't it? A nice little feel to it. Um, so actually going on new players one thing I've noticed is that we re-signed that, that Welsh guy Nicky Thomas do you remember him I think from a couple re- of years ago we re-signed him from the second, for the second yeah. time because yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of came yeah. on like an emergency loan didn't he when yeah. I think the first time we are up and you know <laughs> I'm not sure uh, whether he, <laughs> it was a well the focus on the word emergency but then it got me thinking I think the thing is this lad must be cock a hoop because he's got like an, another contract at a big club, but he's a is he a tight head? And I think it, it may made me think about this. If you're a tight head prop, you like you can name your price, can't you? Because there's not that yeah. many people yeah. that want to stick true. their head in there. And I, I I could be wrong with this. I, I, he's I suspect that uh, he's a tight head prop. Yeah. So there you go. And I I mean I think you know. If you've got any sons out there <laughs> that are thinking about a rugby career, forget about go. all of the old <laughs> sidestepping. Think about tight head prop because I think you're, you know, anybody can forge a career there. Well, I, I mean, it is interesting because I wondered, you know, what, what what is it with this guy that he, he's been signed three times now in, in two seasons? Mm. And yes, your theory about tight head prop might be right, but either that or, you know, is he the illegitimate son of someone <laughs> in the Bristol hierarchy <laughs> or... Or perhaps he's got some material that uh, may, 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 maybe he's he's threatening to put out there on the to internet. Fair, he but looks a bit is, like you. Is, 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 <laughs> is there any relation to Dan? Dan, maybe Dan Dan's putting a good word. I don't know. I don't know. And also, actually, look at his Twitter handle. Um, funnily enough, it's not Nicky Thomas athlete. It's not it's Nicky Thomas three. And that may be the number of times he thinks he's going to get re-signed for Bristol. <laughs> yeah. so, well, there we are. So let, let, let's move on then. Um, one more signing that I just wanted to cover was, um, and it's the fairly recent one really, is this this guy from Bath, uh, Max Lahif. Um, so, any thoughts about that, Lee? You, any? Yeah, um, I, oh, I have to admit, obviously he was going to sign for Claremont, and there was the problem with the the injury, uh, the neck injury, which by all accounts now has all been sorted out, it's all been cleared up, and there wasn't actually it wasn't as disastrous as. Is was first thought. Um, I've got a good friend who's a Bath fan, and absolutely was gutted to see him go. Um, I think he's going to be a great signing for us, and I think the the, the key key thing for him, I think, is playing games. I think from from the impression I got from my friend was that the more he plays, the more he dominates. Um, personally, I think it's a cracking signing. I really do. And one that's just kind of popped up at the last minute, which is, you know, again, a key, another key addition, I think. I, I, got a fit, I, I seem to remember when we played him last year, that first game, he was a, he played, he was a good player in that. He was, mm-hmm. he looked good yeah. in that as well. I, I just seem to remember 
you know, a few scrums, and he was uh, he seemed to be pretty dominant. I, the downside, though, boys, the downside of big Max Laheef coming is is what's going to happen to Jake Wilmore? Our mate Jake wow. Wilmore. Well, I mean, Jake's a legend. We we love yes. Jake on yeah. this podcast. Big fan of him. He's yeah. he's one of the nicest guys in the squad, and always got times uh, to to speak to us in the bar afterwards. So we love Jake. Well, he, but he has his coat, by the way. We, he has his coat. No. Yeah. Pat, if you're listening, nothing, no alcohol, no alcohol, always okay. coke. Yeah, but but yeah. I, you know this. The Max can play tight or loose, yeah. can't he? And, yeah, and and you know we've got John Afoa. We all love John Afoa, and you know I'll hold my hand up. I was one of the first ones to think, you know, at his age, should we have really signed him? Yeah, I think we but, would probably all agree. And one but, of your Gloucester mates, Lee, said that. Yeah, that uh, a foe has passed his peak. We'd signed somebody that had peaked, and I yeah. think uh, that going back to your question, Tony, at the beginning about the season last season, what was we, I mean, John Afoa, huge. What I mean, he was he was immense, wasn't he? And he and yeah. just seeing that boy popping balls on the you know the old looking one way pass, popping them in line breaks. I mean, he was he was probably a player that um, you know exceeded what we hoped in terms of, we obviously hoped a lot from him but I remember you know Lee when you told me that your mm. um, yeah. what's your mate called am I allowed to name him I don't know you yeah. can Andy. Andy Andy Hill Andy you lived in Gloucester and, and as he said Gloucester is a you know is a is a council estate on the outskirts of Cheltenham yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. remember that we all know that and he, he was saying <laughs> that he was saying that a foe he thought we'd signed a man that has gone beyond his peak well yeah. Andy Telling Thank you, you now, very mate, much for the John that, was a, Andy. that was a poor bit of punditry from Andy. It was. I don't know how many games he's got, but I, so yeah, he's. I thought Andy was a season ticket holder, but obviously he, he's probably spending too much time anyway, in the bar, possibly. Lee, Tony's yeah. looking a bit. I think we're going off on a tangent there, aren't we? Sorry, Tony. Let's let's just round up on the the, the squad for this season. I, I think one of the areas that I'm slightly concerned about is centre. Now, have have we got the strength there? In the centre, obviously, uh, Piatau is going to be away with Tonga uh, till probably mid-October. You know, I don't know how many weeks rests the you know the yeah. World Cup guys get when they come back. I um, think, well, I think from what Pam, Pat Lam was saying, there's just no rest. He's expecting them to come straight back in. Right, it's, pretty, isn't he? it's a quite a big ask, isn't it, yeah. to to yeah. kind of come down from a World Cup and then go straight into Premiership battle. Mm. Uh, obviously, Will Horrell. I'm assuming he's going to be back. Um, yeah, again, we yeah. haven't heard a lot from the club about the injury situation. No. So I think it will be really interesting over these um, uh, Premiership Cup games to see in the first two, maybe three, who actually starts, who's on the bench, because that might give us a bit of a view to who's injured. Um, mm. um, but yeah, I, I just feel that we could have done with a, a, a quality centre signing. Um, but that's not, you know, no disrespect to the young guys that we've got in there. And, you know, I, I think we, we saw some stars come through the ranks mm. last year that, that, that we didn't expect. But for me, maybe another centre was required. Yeah, I think you're right, Tone. I think uh, I think a centre would have been nice, but you're right. I think we've got to trust in our, our structure. We've got to trust in our academy. We've got to trust with, uh, you know, these, this, uh, these boys coming through. And I think... You know that we've got well, Toby Fricker. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say it's the most uh, the imposing. most kind of imposing <laughs> name in rugby, is it? But you know, he looks good. Where did Fricker come from? Ebervale. 
Oh, well, that's right, yes. Yeah, yeah it was about yeah. March, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He joined the team. I mean, but Piers O'Connor was just sen- sensational yes. towards yeah, the end yeah. of last season. Someone that came, you know, relatively speaking, from yeah. nowhere. Um, so, to England uh, recognition. To England recognition, yeah. absolutely. Bedlow, I think, before he got injured, was yeah. showing some signs. Um, you know, Will Hurrell, I think, is such a solid centre, but do, you know, I don't, don't ever see that we get that spark with him. You know, over the ball, um, you know, that kind of jackal-like get, get, getting the ball, getting penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, do I see him dancing through Premiership defences? Maybe not. So I hope I proved wrong, but I think that's one area that maybe I would like to have seen something. But who knows? It's a Rugby World Cup year. And, you know, maybe there is some money in the back pocket, but, mm-hmm. you know, someone in the Southern Hemisphere wants the Rugby World Cups over that, that, that might come Bristol way. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. OK, so we've talk, talked about the squad. Is there anything else anybody wants to, to mention about the squad for this year? No, I mean, I think I'm generally I'm quite happy with what we've got. I mean, I think we've had experience now and I think that we're... I've got high expectations for this year, I have to admit, and I think that we're kind of, with the experience we've got now, I think we're we're on the right track. I, I do agree with the centre, I think we need a dancer, but hopefully, like you say, there might be, there might be some money in the kitty there in the future, you know, to, to get someone in. Okay, well, well, following up on that, I think this is the time where we, we, we nail our colours to the mast predictions for the season ahead so uh, a ball's not been kicked in anger yet um, so yeah, I'm going to go to Pete first your prediction for our league finish and what we're going to do in the European Challenge Cup well I mean I think you know if you buy into everything that's been said uh, from the club from Pat Lamb from the whole kind of movement towards rebranding, we, we, we've got to accept nothing less than top six. Um, so that's a minimum, I reckon. I mean, I think, I think we've, we've got the kind of, we've had a, a year last year where we could have, you know, a few things gone other ways and I think we held our own. I think we've got a, a stadium uh, that is, you know, will become a bit of a fortress. We've got some, you know, we've tightened up. I, I, I'm saying minimum top six. And I mean, Harlow, you know, who, who knows? I don't see it. There's no reason why we shouldn't think we can't get into the top four. Okay, what about the Challenge Cup? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different I think the game. problem is if you're trying to get into the top four, then you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're gonna, you can't do everything. But then, from a fan's point of view, we want, we want glory where we can get it, can't we? And you know, I, I would suspect it's going to be hit and miss that. I, I think we use that as the adventure. I'd say the, the bread and butter is the leak, and I totally agree with Pete. Well, look, you two, if you're going to be pundits, you're going to have to put, you know, you're right. going to have to, uh, where, fifth. And, and the Challenge Cup, are we going to go out in the pools? Are we going to make the quarterfinals, semifinals, final? What do you think, Pete? I think it's always risky because if you get through the pool, then I think you've got, yeah, you know, we'll then start playing some bigger teams. So, uh, my. Are we going to get through the pool? No, no, you don't think no, so. I don't think we will. All right, let's... I think we will. I think right. we will, but I think that's as far as we're going to go. Okay. Well, my point of view, I I think six is 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 where we need to be aiming for. Anything above that is a bonus. But to get into that 
that Champions Cup competition next year would be great. It shows the progression. But actually, I'm quite confident about the Challenge Cup because, um, you know, Paris haven't been any great shakes. I think mm. the other French team, that, that um, they just got promoted. Yeah. I, I don't think they're one of the established ones. Obviously, we've got Zebra again mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we probably should have won over there. We won here. Yeah. So I'm quite confident that actually if Pat decides for the away game in Paris to send a strong team, I think we could top that pool, get a home quarter final, which I think we could win. I, I, I can see us in a semi-final. I think that's, I that, that's my prediction. We'll go with you on that then, Tate. Right. Um, I mean, in, the, in the league, I would say, don't forget, our away form isn't, hasn't been great for last season. If we can pick up more points away in the league, top four. We've got to beat Worcester. Yes. <laughs> well, to me, you know, that, that, that was one of the biggest disappointments of last season is, well, first of all, that, that, that disastrous result at Worcester. Yeah. Uh, and then they outplayed us down here yeah, again. Yeah. We, there was no fluke. The best team won on the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's our yardstick. If we can, if we can do Worcester home and away, we, we know for, we're on for a good season. Um, well, I think I think that's enough about uh, our, our thoughts for this season. We're going to wrap up this podcast. I hope people have enjoyed listening to it. But there's one feature that we're going to have on, on the end, and that's what gets on my goat. So, you know, this is an unofficial podcast. It's the fans' podcast. So, you know, we're not going to uh, praise the club if we don't think the club deserves praise, you, um, you know, right across the board. So I'll start start this one off. Gets on my goat. Season ticket cards. Now, I I didn't remember seeing anywhere this year that we weren't going to get a, a brand new season ticket card. And I, I've been thinking, oh, when's it going to when's it going to come? And then I saw something on the club website to say it had been posted, and I thought, well, mine's not turned up. And then I think it was on Facebook. One of one of the other fans said, oh, oh, oh no, though, if you haven't changed sheets, you don't you, you don't get a new card. So um, yeah, that got on my go. I don't know what you guys feel about that. Well. I, I agree, and actually, Tone, I was down the shop yesterday trying to buy some stuff and, well, see how much I had money. And the guy, um, he said, have you got your season ticket? And I said, well, yeah, I have. And I got it out, and uh, he was trying, he couldn't see, because it's been, I've had it for two years, he couldn't see my supporter number, and I haven't learned it. So we went all right old kind of uh, time trying to work it out, because it's all kind of like blurred off and things like that. And I think, you know, it's a bit churlish, isn't it? Not, you know, everyone likes a new, yeah. a new card. Put it in their back pocket. Well, it's it's you the optimism for the new season, isn't it? You know, how much it costs to print off one of these. So I agree with you, Tony. It doesn't matter whether you've changed seats or you've stayed seats. Stick a new one in the post. Come on. What about you? I, I think we were talking before the podcast. You didn't even know didn't that even was the know. case. Didn't even know. Didn't know at all. I mean, literally but It was just... actually on the website, Lee, to be fair. Well, yeah, but you have to be able to read. That's I mean, true. you yeah. have to remember I'm, you know, I'm from Willywood. You are, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of reading in my spare time. Um, but no, I mean, literally, just before we started talking now on the podcast, and that was the first I heard about it. And I, I'll be honest, I'm looking at Pete's uh, Pete's card, and it actually Shocker. looks a lot better than mine does. So um, I don't even know if I'll be able to gain entry for the first game of the next season. There we are. You heard it. Heard it here first. Um, well, thanks, Pete. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Mark.
Miles, Miles, where's Miles? Miles? Still yeah. Is he still in the toilet? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd just like to apologise for Miles. You know, we've, we've been talking about doing this podcast for some time and, you know, uh, the commitment of Lee and Pete being here to record this first one. Got to say it, lads, a bit disappointed that, that Miles hasn't turned up. But no doubt he's got an excellent reason and I'm sure he'll be here for, for episode two. Yeah. So, uh to, to everyone out there, thanks very much for listening. Um, the next podcast, will um, we'll, we'll take a review of the, the Harlequins game, the first competitive game of the season, and look ahead to the Gloucester game. So uh, until next time, thanks very much.